Hello! We are the Brothers Geek. This is our podcast. My name is Patrick Schmaltz. Uh, with my two brothers, Christopher Schmaltz. Hello, Christopher. Hello, good evening. And Andrew Schmaltz. Hello, Andrew. Hello, good evening. We are brothers. We're geeks. We talk about geeky things. Uh, this is episode number 185. Um, it's February, what is it, 20th? 20th. President's uh, Day. Um, we're, we're geeks. We talk about geeky stuff. Uh, go. Uh, what do you guys have to talk about? Well, Pat, hold on. The Chris and I are having a discussion offline before we press record. Um, when did because there are there was a demonstrable decline in quality of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and oh, sure. what season did that take place in? I enjoy parts of seasons six, seven, and eight, but I think really Game of Thrones really hit a decline in quality. After season five, the season where the the end of the season, the big cliffhanger is Jon Snow is stabbed to death by the Night's Watch. I have I think, been saying this for years, and you guys have been giving me shit. Finally, finally, you agree with me. Finally, like six, seven, and eight, it just six is six is like okay, but it starts to just like you could start to see it even in the first few. The dialogue is not as good. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The only time I, I my. Slight difference, different take to yours, Andrew. Is um, I I think six and seven are watchable. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're. I certainly think they're watchable. I I I don't know. Your badness, I think, is declining quality, and that's. I think that's a hundred percent right. Um, I um, but yeah. Season eight is a rough watch. Yeah, it's not good. At least my <laughs> memories of it, like um, uh, uh, our our daughter and my wife are watching, doing a rewatch now, and I'm catching pieces of the episodes, and they're in the beginning of season three right now, and uh, and so I will be dropping in at various mm-hmm. points um to watch. I'm not doing a full rewatch with them. But uh, I will certainly pay close attention to those latter seasons just to see how my re- my, my reaction because my memory of watching those seasons is oh wow these aren't these aren't very good. So. Yeah, six six I remember it being kind of spotty. Well, and six and little... six resolves with six ends up with Dan, uh, Danny finally making her way back to Westeros. You know, leaving Marine, getting you know. Reconquering Marine, um, Jon Snow and Sansa taking back Winterfell. Yeah, see, uh, I mean, there's parts of Six that are good. I like the Battle of the Bastards. I think that there's, but like, there are some weird rushed bits in that season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and oh, you yeah. can feel it. it, it it's like they they were well, really it, taking their time in the first few seasons, and now it's just sort of like, well, let's, this, let's hurry up and get this over with. Kind this is the thing. This is the thing. Because I am on Game of Thrones Twitter. I am. A, a, I shouldn't even say Game of Thrones Twitter. I should say a Song of Ice and Fire Twitter. I am on a Song of Ice and Fire Twitter. I'm on a Song of Ice and Fire TikTok. So like creators that yeah. make stuff. So so I get fed creator content. And I there's recently a creator that I follow, and I she's very she does great analysis of 
Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire and House of the Dragon. Her name is uh, Drag Lady Dragon JJ. Uh, to give her a shout out, if she's got any, if people any fans want to check her out on TikTok or Instagram, I think she does great analysis of stuff. But she made the point that we've waited now twelve years for Winds of Winter, and and I th- I mean because we know we know that the Winds of Winter and it should be a Dream of Spring, the last two books and A Song of Ice and Fire, and the re she postulated that the reason that and I've never thought about it this, this this way, but it makes total sense. The reason why it's taken George R. R. Martin 12 years, beyond the fact that um, he was working on Game of Thrones at the time, and might have gotten distracted and doing other things, and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't... He may not know how to f- finish everything. He may not know how to tie all the plot threads together. It's harder to build things. I mean, creating an ending... And I think you guys can speak to this, too, because I haven't read, but... How many we were we were one book away from the conclusion of the King Killer Chronicles, and it's been has it been a decade since? How has it been? It's been at least five years since uh, what's his name has published, um, and then, you know, a book in the King Killer Chronicles, right? That's like people Roth. don't Rothfuss, yeah, and I Doors mean, of Stone is the third book, Doors of Stone, but we, st- I mean, there's no release date for that. He doesn't no. give updates, like tying things up is the hardest part and you get to a point where you're I mean, not you're sure if it works he's he's got three books and it took him 12 years like just just finish it already like like be happy with and like people guessed his what he was leading towards like way too early and he's kind of like pissed about it so i i think he's i think part of him is probably trying to get away from people remembering game of thrones a little bit you know just Maybe. get a little distance in between it and just take some time to think about it i mean it's, it's possible it's an interesting commentary about modern day entertainment right and that faustian bargain that you enter into as a writer where people are interested in your product and the stories you tell and then the the pace of that that hunger for it out outpaces your uh pace of producing more mm-hmm. and then you get into this as the actual artist you get into that tension around you being influenced by decisions that were made by other people that were either were out of your control or for per- you compromise and said yes to some certain things in order to uh, deal with the different medium and the storytelling methods. And so what he's, I think it's pure speculation. It's an interesting yeah. problem because he's trying to finish his book series, which is deep and complex and interesting. And I love it. Um, dense. And he's trying to make sure that the level of quality and storytelling is what speaks to him. Yeah. But he's also fighting against the influence that these other people have done to his story. Yeah, exactly. So you react to it, you build on it, you feed it. People know the end or they know elements of the end. It's really got to be super hard well and then everybody guessed like a big reveal of like it's Jon Snow's a Targaryen yeah he's Aegon the sixth yeah and it's sort of like um 
like I, he's gone on like interviews saying he didn't like that. He doesn't like that. Like the internet exists that people could guess and, and, and I don't think that he likes how popular Game of Thrones is. I think his money, I think how money, he loves all the money, I'm sure. But it's like, it is yeah. such a big That's hit. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Not what? that He doesn't like how popular it is. Yeah. Anyone who's a writer and artist wants their shit to be read as dude. they want their read. They want it to be read by as many people as they can. Obscure. That's, and that's they, ridiculous. Yeah, but like, he's writing point. like fantasy books and like read by like sweaty fantasy no. readers. Not, I can't, not every I can't dis- last dude, you know, I can't disagree that game of Thrones becoming the, for the, for a few seasons, at least. I mean, by the time it, by the time the show ended, it was the most popular show in the entire world. Like there yeah, hadn't been a show as nearly level, as big. I think that he the un, yeah the, it was on it very unexpected for him, and I think probably HBO because if you look back at season one and even season two, the money is just not there. They did not yeah, expect yeah. it to be the enormous global hit. I mean, like they by, took a risk. By, by there by hadn't way. been anything like it on TV before, and then all of a sudden, it is legitimately the most popular show in the history of the world. By season and then, four, it was so big. They were. I remember reading articles about the most expensive episodes ever, like mm-hmm. in any television show. Well, that's, and the most that's pirated, a level of popular, the most yes. pirated, most watched well, show you know, ever. You know how that works, though, dude. Right? They're not doing that, and and greenlighting the most expensive pop episodes ever if they're not making a shit ton of fucking money. It's true. True. They pay for it. They're all in the business of making money. Mm-hmm. So this cry me a river about um, most expensive stuff and let's throw a bunch of money at it. They're making money. They're yeah. not going to do that if they weren't making a ton of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't I, driving, I if the show wasn't and, driving subscription. George R. R. Martin was raking it in too. So oh, yeah, he's rich as hell. He's rich I mean, as that, hell. That is the... I have little sympathy for him. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. little sympathy for him over his artistic tension around the decisions that he made to cash in. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, I don't have sympathy for also, him about that either. You're absolutely right. Maybe, maybe, I don't know him and all of this is, but every time the, you hear about and listen to artists, What's the center point of those most successful artists who are true to whatever it is they're producing? They make the art for themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, if they, and, if an, and if it touches people, that's gravy. Yes. Well, it's like, I was thinking about this today because I want to do, I've, I haven't watched Dune in about six months that I want to watch Dune again. Yeah. Um, because Denis Villeneuve made dune for him for the fan he was of the novel when he was 14 years old that was his that was his complete like that was his marching orders i'm gonna make the movie that i would have loved to have seen when i was a 14 year old and i read the book the first time 
And that's completely reflected in the work. You have to make the movie you want to see. If you're make, yeah. if you're, I mean, you're concerned for your audience. You do, you're asking your audience to spend money and come to a theater for two luckily, and a half, three luckily hours. He's a genius filmmaker. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but you, you, that's the, you're that's concerned. The other part you're you don't want to. Yeah. You know? He's a great filmmaker. But when he talks about why he made the movie, he made the movie he wanted to see. You concern yourself with the audience, but you don't obsess about the audience and what they're seeing. If you're pandering, then it just becomes it becomes worthless bullshit. That and we can, the audience is smart. They know when they're being pandered to and manipulated. Well, it's like we talk about it when you get when it's pure fan service. Right. People know people feel that, and they're like, "This has no depth. It doesn't speak to me beyond the fact that I just feel." You know, well, and whatever about a, it. And there's smatterings about to bring this back around is like there's smatterings of that all through season six and seven and eight. Like everybody wanted to see the 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 hound and the mountain fight each other, and they did that. Was that what did George R. R. Martin say that it was going to happen? Was that put in because they the show or was there too much internet? You know, was like, there and was there a legitimate character journey to get there? Did the hound right. learn anything? Yes. No, the no. hound was a yes. single minded revenge machine. He, he, I, I would actually say the hound grew more and more over seasons four, five, six, and seven. And then by the time you get to season eight, he regresses. Everybody regresses who, in season who, eight. Uh, what season does he left for dead? Um, it's the I end of season two. No, 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 no. It's that's like season five, dude. No, 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 no. It's not. When he's not in the show for an entire season, then he comes back in season four or five, four. He, what did he? Oh, no. Chris, you just no. Really? He leaves Kings. He leaves Kings Landing at the. He leaves Kings end Landing of, at the end of season two. Battle of Battle Blackwater, Blackwater. And, and then and then spends a whole season with Arya. That's the end. So of season, season three. Like three, end of season three. He gets he has that fight and with Brienne. And he's not in four at all. And then he he's comes not in four. Comes back in five. Five. Is, or yeah. is that six? I don't remember. Is he is he gone for two seasons or just one? I don't. I think I think I gotta look that up. I gotta look. That I don't. Up. Yeah. I don't remember. But, yeah. but um, no, like he. I think him being left for dead by Arya. Like I, I'm okay with his character being dead. Like I, I. Yeah, like like, there are people who I mean, everybody has their favorite character. The Hound was way down on my list in terms of favorite characters. Here, that's good. People, people, people just loved like the Hound and Arya show of like it was fun traveling around. Here's a good here's a good question that we may not have talked about. We might have enough distance from the series now to talk about who is your favorite character in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Can you name one? I know mine. But like he, I, I, like how how his story ends and what happens to him, I don't really like. And who's it's sort your favorite character? Uh, John Snow. I just love John. Like, Snow. Okay, John Snow's your favorite character. You know, I I, I liked I liked him a lot. Um, who did, like, who is? I like Brianna Tarth too. So yeah, she's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Christopher, do you have a favorite character? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I think I know mine off the top of my head. I because I mean my handles on multiple, um, multiple social media, uh, King of the North, but not Jon Snow. My favorite character is actually Rob Stark. Oh, I really, I really enjoyed Rob, Rob Stark, Stark. Rob Stark like killed himself. Everybody like doesn't realize. Oh, that. he made all the mistakes you could make. He made uh, completely he made so many mistakes, 
And then he betrayed too many people and lied too many people and like screwed people over. And well, and this, he followed his he, world, he followed his heart. He followed yeah. his heart. He married when, for love, and that's yeah. That's, well, that's, that's a that, departure from you the. Gotta, you can't go to dinner with the person you betrayed. You know, uh, you know the name that came to mind immediately, which I think I'm going to go with. Sure, Jorah Mormont. Oh yeah, He's that's great. a good one. That's that a is one. a good one. He's um, a good character. I, I think. I think he's my favorite character now having distance and now watching it in smattering pieces. I, yeah, I think his love and devotion and at the centerpiece of Daenerys's arc. Yeah. Um and then the and then the tragedy associated with him um, he had so, a, he had a so great was, ending. If anyone had a sh- if anyone in the show had a great ending, it was Jorah Mormont. He went out doing exactly how he wanted. He wanted is, to defend his queen, and he did. Is Kira is Kira watching this with Susan, or is it? Yeah. Is it okay? And yeah. she has she seen it before? Oh, this is first time. Right, right. We what we, is, what, we, uh, we didn't let her watch it. She's yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's, she's oh, that, seven. That's why she's, I was, that's what I was Game of Thrones, I was is, just making Game sure, of Thrones but... is rated R, and she's seventeen, so yeah, it's rated exactly. R level shit. Yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to make sure, but it's it's some dark stuff for is sure. Is she is she the first couple seasons? From what I remember about the commentary and watching it myself and remembering it, I mean, the commentary about the first few seasons was, and they get away from it in later seasons is just the level of sexual violence that goes on all the time yeah. is she is the dial is she uh picking up and not pick, of course she picks up on it but is that something that is the commentary from her that the sexual violence is you know too extreme and she she's not enjoying it on that level or is she you know able to i guess she's you know appre- appreciate it for the story of itself because you can get bogged down just focusing on kind yeah. of the gnarlier parts of the story for sure all of yeah. that male all of that male gaze bullshit that's in the first couple yeah seasons, she's skipping past got it okay mm-hmm. she she understands the and she's smart enough to understand that what's the point of the lead up to that scene but yeah then she's skipping past the scene because she correctly is concluding that yeah, I don't need to see that. Shit. You don't need to see. It. I mean, oh, yeah. There's a, I mean, bullshit, that but, that was that was yeah. the that was the commentary about those seasons for all for all of the drama and tension that's built and I mean the way that the sexual violence is expressed in the show. Yep. can be gratuitous for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially especially and then culminating with Sansa in season five and how Ramsey Bolton. I mean, the, it okay. was yeah, yeah yeah. Anyway, um. Anyway, so it's good talk, though. I mean, look, I mean, even years later, we would still talk about the show because of how much we good, loved it. I mean, uh, the, I would I, say season one through five are really good. And then yep. it starts to slowly get to like like really good television, like some of the best fantasy television there's ever been. And I mean, the, the yeah. And and then slowly but surely, it's a utter I, disappointment. I, I remember I, I had this moment when we were watching tonight. Where they were watching an episode at the the final episode of season two, where the huge reveal is those freaking awesome um, like um, captains of the uh, of the Walker army yeah. 
with the silver with the ice spears and shit and the piercing blue eyes and uh-huh. and uh, astride the that death metal horse and yeah. um, they're marching south and uh, Sam is caught up in all of that and uh, and Wild. that scene I remember thinking oh my god that is some bonkers shit so, bonkers uh, shit. And then you don't get another episode for 10, 11 months or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. She could just, she could just watch the next, the season three yeah. right away. Like, they're just, yeah. They're hogging the big TV. It's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's uh, very yeah. annoying to me right now. Cause they're deep in binge watch right. mode. And so it's three episodes a night at least. Sure. Sure. I, 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 I'm excited for another House of the Dragon. I mean, we did a we did a episode breakdown for House of the Dragon, and that was definitely scratching the itch. And it was such a, I mean, such Dragon, a now that w- watching them, House of the Dragon just doesn't have it. Really? Oh yeah, it. it's got it's got a level of darkness. That Game of Thrones has a level of darkness. I'm pri- I'm priming myself. It doesn't have pri- it. I'm priming myself for an, a rewatch of House of the Dragon. I'm watching the the there's a behind the behind the scenes episode for every single episode of House of the Dragon for season one, like a thirty minute behind the scenes making of, and I've been rewatching those just you know to you know because I love that stuff. House um, of the Dragon. I think the problem with House of the Dragon is is that from a storytelling standpoint, it's relying way too much on Chekhov's gun. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones didn't have that. Yeah. Game of right. Thrones had complexity. Had people, various people with deep motivations. It had all kinds of other crazy stuff. House of the Dragon really is overshadowed by Chekhov's gun. I I think that House of the Dragon has more complexity than you're remembering. Like no. I think there's a lot of it there. Uh, no. it, it it's not written. By George R. R. Martin, but it's loosely admit, based off. There's a there's a you know, there's a lot of close to the complexity of Game of Thrones yet. Mm-hmm. I think yet. I think season one for all of its quality and all of its kind of it. it there's a lot of build up episode by episode. They're good quality episodes, but it's a lot of build. And season two is when the rubber's going to meet the road and the dance of dragons is really going to start. I, I hope and so. it's going to be, it's, it, it, well, it, it has started and what goes down and the machinations that happen and the limits that people get pushed to and how people go over the edge and the gray area that people live in gets pushed into the most bloody well, black you area you can think of. You start to ask these questions that we don't really get a lot of in, in Game of Thrones, just a little bit, because there's only two Targaryens in the whole show. But you like the Targaryens have like a level of like insanity to them, and it's like they have a level of insanity mixed with incredible power at their fingertips. And so it's like that. I want to see some crazy shit. I want to see people just nuking. I, no, I think that that's one note though, because yeah. I, I think I think it's it's more interesting storytelling to say that that shit is in everyone. Yeah. And then when you're confronted but with I don't power, have access to nuclear weapons or an F16, right, Christopher. Right. So it's, so, so <laughs> No, I mean that's the that's why Game of Thrones is more interesting to me because it to me because everybody had that level of making choices in the gray area 
Stannis Baratheon and his Faustian bargain with the Red Priestess. All that that stuff is is Targaryen like. It is. It is you have access to power and you choose to use that power in order to further your own ends. Right. I mean it's and so it's more interesting to me when a person sort of as a just a normal human is exposed to having those in that moment of dilemma they choose power over you, the right thing to do. And the Targaryens I, uh, are just a caricature of that. You're well, that's me, where you're making me think of of like uh, all the storylines that were set up in interesting ways that sort of like pittered out in the last few seasons. Like, like what was the whole Red Woman's thing? I feel like well, that was such a disappointing end to her like story and the whole Stannis stuff and like John is Jon Snow the the prince that was promised or whatever. And then like, uh, what was the other one that, that was like disappointing to me? Like why brand being the, the, the three eyed Raven, like why have this power and not use it at all? The payoff for that was super lame, super lame. Like, 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 like the pay, like you literally can alter time to go, and uh, to go like, to bring it you, all the way back to what we where we started. Creatures and you don't warg into a dragon. No one right. said that. No one right. said that in in a meeting ever. Like, well, and it's like, are it, you but, fucking it, kidding? It, 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 it <laughs> yeah. goes back to the original point we're making. George R. R. Martin hasn't published a book in twelve years because he might not know how he's going to wrap all this shit up. Yes, he's created yes, he's created yes. all this shit, and the 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 showrunners for Game oh, of Thrones. Cool. They create all the, all the super super cool shit exists, and maybe ten percent of the payoff yes. in the show actually feels legitimate. The rest Arya, of it feels like Arya a cheap. With a dagger into the the Night King's belly is is how you defeat the whole thing. Like that's. I mean, it's a cool girl pal moment, and everybody loved Arya, and I like the idea yeah. of. I mean, it's the like... training that you you know the training that she goes in to become you know this magical assassin. And I, I, I have to believe, I have to believe that that was approved by Martin. That is, that is anti, that is um, in many ways against the fantasy trope, right? Yeah. The fantasy trope is, as Jon Snow battles to the death with the Night King. Yeah. Right. And they have a big sword fight out in the, in the front of the castle. In front of their armies, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. That's the trope. Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate that it goes against that trope, and I think that that I'm hopeful that, yeah, that's that's sort of what he was headed towards. She strikes me as that storyline alone is is that that's the one of the more interesting ones is that she's probably the most powerful human out of any of these humans. Um, yeah, that the, the, the stars that survive are are extremely powerful. Three Eyed Raven, yeah. Arya, and Jon Snow. Right, and it's like, right. And like, why aren't you having Jon Snow ride a dragon? Like, yeah. Like he's a Targaryen. Like he he, he does ride a dragon. He does ride a dragon. Well, but, well, yeah. like in a in the Long Night, he rides a dragon in yeah. a way that like. I, I mean. 
don't get me wrong. There are moments. Maybe I, I mean, expunged I, that uh, memory from my brain. The attack on the wall is is freaking incredible. That I mean, those episodes, all of that stuff is uh, the the oh, yeah. fall. Uh, the the drag sending the dragons north super interesting and cool and, and anyway I thought that was I thought that uh, was I love the series so from beginning to end there are there are degrees of enjoyment obviously yes. I love it from beginning to end well uh, speaking of, like I I don't want to stop this Game of Thrones discussion but I'm pivoting a little bit do you guys Pivot. are are are, are, are you guys gonna rewatch Mandalorian season two in preparation of Mandalorian season three happening on March first. Um, probably. No. I mean, no. Mandalorian. No. It's only it's only eight episodes, so I could probably knock watch, it out watch, in like uh, one day. You got to watch Book of Boba Fett, two episodes <laughs> of three, two or three episodes, two point five. Uh, are are you guys excited about that? You'll definitely watch it, right? Oh, but... absolutely! Watching Mandalorian season three. Oh, of Hell I'm... yes. There's too I much am... new and interesting things and old things that I haven't seen that I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm in, not do a whole lot of, um, rewatches for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah doesn't Time rewatch anything. Precious. Time is too precious for yeah. me these days. Well, what are you into right now, Christopher? Besides the last of us? Cause we're all watching that together. Yeah. Poker I'm into poker face. Have you I seen need to watch poker face? face. Oh my good. God. Ryan Johnson is a genius. Yeah. Poker it's face, pretty, dude. It's Watch good. it. It's yes. It's it's better than pretty good. Um I struggle with the I'll admit it, I struggle with Natasha Leone. I don't I think, think she has I any kind of my, I think that's my problem with it too. She's, there are people that I don't care about watching she's and a I little just weird. she's too weird for the show. Her her energy is for whatever reason is off putting for me. I think yes, she's yes. great. Her energy is great for this show. I, gotcha. I'm like okay. um, I, I need to watch it. I just haven't found i just need it's to good. sit down and start the is writing all in the structure of... is like really smart and really well made but natasha did you guys ever, did i sent you guys that link did you guys ever watch that joseph kaczynski i mean it's 45 minutes long that youtube video oh, where joseph no. kaczynski and ryan johnson talk filmmaking yes ryan patrick brought up structure and yeah. ryan johnson is all about structure and you you understand because he's a he's in this murder mystery vein right now and murder mysteries are all about structure and yeah. how you build to pay off and the way that he works out all that he builds and builds and builds and the reveals and reels he he structures everything out he does not start until he knows the end and it's, then he builds it's super cool how his mind works when it comes to storytelling the details the detail level in each episode is is crazy good andrew it's like i need to every little every little uh like non-linear non-linear storytelling all yeah. the little clues, all the little like side stuff that you don't think matters comes back around. The random character that you think doesn't matter is is like the reason like it's the reason she solves the murder. Yeah. It's like holy shit, that it's so smart and thought out and like every nothing nothing it's is this discussion right here, just yeah. the fact that Ryan Johnson is like climb, climbing the you know of of working filmmakers that like impress us is i want him to make more star wars just because i oh, know yeah. what he did with the last jedi and oh. what he could do with kind of more freedom and he doesn't have to 
you know, make the second movie in a trilogy. I want to see him make Star Wars on his own well, they terms. Were talking about giving him a, a trilogy at some point, but I think the second one is just so divisive. That it's, it's so like, divisive, but there are so many more Ryan Johnson fans than there are than there are detractors. There really are. I I I think yeah. I was going to bring length though. I I was going to bring this up, and I mean, it it highlighted the idea of you know things that are you know things that are talked about and confirmed and exist on the internet, and then years later, you know, they're still out there, but nobody is really talking about them. Nothing's active. Do you guys remember? And I I reminded myself about it because I brought up the King Killer Chronicles earlier. Do you guys remember before the pandemic, a year or two before the pandemic? Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda was involved in a deal to bring the King Killer Chronicles to television. Yeah, I heard that. Like him and Rothfuss were yeah. gonna like collaborate to bring it to TV. Just yeah. finish the books then, before you do that, you sons of bitches. I think like, that's what happened though. Like there was like people thought about Lynn. I mean, Lynn Manuel Miranda was at the height of his powers. Like he just won yeah. everything, and yeah. Hamilton was the biggest thing in the world. And then he gets this deal to adapt this fantasy series and then here we are what Based four or five about years the later main character is a bard by the way exactly like, i'm yeah sure he was, he was gonna write working. original music for it and stuff i'm sure they're still working on it you think I five years so. four years later i, I, I mean really the pandemic so. screwed the pandemic screwed up everything there was two years where nothing really you know no production was happening so but it's I would I think about that every now and again. I'm like four years. This is like four years ago. I watch videos of Rothfuss and he's non-committal. But I I feel strongly that, that we're going to get an announcement that the book is coming out this year. Oh, really? Yeah. By the end, of like November, October, yeah. November time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's some speculation. There's some speculation that Martin will announce Winds of Winter like a publication date because the last few interviews he's given is that he's like two-thirds or three-fourths of the way done with it and then you know the editing and all that proof and all that stuff happens so the there might be winds of winter in the next year or to 12 months wow. so or at least an announcement for a public publication date this year it's gonna so. be it's gonna be like harry potter level people buying that book frenzy oh yeah oh, yeah. be a friend a hundred percent i will be, be i'm one of them at every barnes and noble i will know. be knocking on the door uh, at yeah. midnight to get my copy of a winds of winter. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, before we talk about last of us, um, I, I want to talk about some comic and, books. And, uh, and, 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 I have two, com two comic books, actually three comic books that I'm, I'm working on one of them, but I've been, uh, getting books from the public library. Great resource, by the way, reading comics for free. Amazing. So I've been reading Once in Future. I read Once in Future Volume 2. Have you read this book, Christopher? Uh, a comic book? It, it's, it's a comic book called Once in Future. Based on Once in Future King? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Chris, Chris bought me that as a present. I've gotten through it. Yes. The, uh, great. I read Volume 2. It's violent as hell. Camelot. It's, yeah. yeah, it's Camelot in modern times. Really interesting. Uh, with like I saw, crazy... that. I saw that in the comic book shop. I was wondering about. Did I send you a picture of it? I think I might have sent you a picture of it, saying, "Hey, this looks." I need to finish. I need to finish volume one. I've I started volume one and I really dug it, and I got to the end of like the first issue or whatever, or the second issue, 
I love the the relationship between the art the, is really good. And the the Arthur character and his grandmother. It's hilarious. It's really, she's she's it's really, she cracks me up. It's pretty funny and awesome. Yeah, and yeah. So I read volume two, and it's really good. I also read uh, Human Target. You guys read this? Heard of no. this? Nope. Human Target is a guy who pretends to be other people, and he's in the DC universe. So he pretends to be Lex Luthor. Uh, paid for by Lex Luthor because there's a hit out on him. And then he, he becomes the target, right? Like instead of Lex Luthor. So he dressed up like him and then like, uh, he gets poisoned because someone's trying to kill Lex Luthor and he believes someone in the, the JLA did it. So he's like investigating the JLA. Um, interesting. It's, it's really good. It's, and it's, okay. it's, the art is really good, and it's like a it's like a film noir comic book. It's does he have powers? He has no powers. He's just yeah. a master of disguise, and he's uh. smart. He's smart. He's very smart, and he's a good fighter. But that's it. Okay. And, and, okay. and it's really, I mean, like one of the best comics I've read in years. You guys should check it out. And the art is good, and it's really interesting and fun. Uh, and, okay. and, and I'm reading Supergirl woman of tomorrow because James Gunn announced the DC movie slate. And he talked about how the, the Supergirl movie that's coming up is going to be based on this comic book called woman of tomorrow. And I immediately reserved it at the public library and I've been reading it and it's really good. The art's really well, good. They teased that, tease that with the, the flash uh, movie yep. trailer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Supergirl, but the, it's going to be a different version different of Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, different. Yeah, different. but I love I love the idea of the Supergirl that's going to be in the Flash movie. She looks awesome, and I yeah. think that character is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know how like I it, like there's no Superman. Like is is Superman dead in this universe because he did Flashpoint? I have I have we're gonna have to we're questions. gonna have to find out. I have a lot of questions about that trailer and what that movie is going to be. Of course, I'm excited about Michael Keaton being in, in you know. He, he was my childhood Batman. I showed the original Batman to Hannah and she thought it was terrible. I think <laughs> it is terrible, but it is, he, he is my, you know, childhood Batman. So she actually See, thought my... Batman Returns was more interesting than the first one. So yeah, the wow. only thing good about that Batman Returns yeah. is good. Batman the only Returns thing is good weird. about that Batman movie is the Prince music. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. The Batman soundtrack. Throw it. The bat. The Batman soundtrack. <laughs> um, so the my movie... child, my childhood Batman is the animated Kevin Conroy Batman. Oh, that yeah, is the yeah. bat. When oh, I yeah. when I hear bat when I think of Batman, that's the Batman I think of. I mean, legit. That's legit. Yep. Um, those are the comics I was reading. But yeah, let, we got to talk about Ant Man. We got to talk about. Uh, I'm reading. I bought, I bought a, a compendium of Doctor Doom because I want. Oh. I am all about Doctor Doom these days. So I'm in the comics, and so I'm I I bought one of those hardcover, nice. um, you know everything from the very beginning, every appearance of Doctor Doom forward, nice. and so I'm reading that right now. It is phenomenal, Do- Doctor Doom, such a great villain. Is yeah. it gonna have like I? It's got to go through like the Secret War stuff in the '80s, right? That's a great yeah, have, like Doctor Doom I'm story. Still, I'm still in the '30s. Which oh my fantastic. god. Oh my god! Wow, fantastic cool. 
Four stuff. That he first appearance is in Fantastic Four. Yeah, and then he's in Spider Man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fun. That's fun. That is fun. That's really cool. Uh, I mean, we haven't talked about Last of Us since like episode three or whatever. So we've had four and five now, and this show is just like it is like messing with us. It is so heavy. Um, I I love it. I am it's really loving good. It's really good. But man, episode four, that was insane. Like them trying to escape Kansas City and the two, the brothers. Um, and then how that episode ends, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but is insane. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the whole, yeah. There's there's so much it's, there's so it's, much there that is heavy and hard to watch, but it's such dark. good television. Yeah. It's yeah. it's such so good television. Good. It 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 honestly reminds me of the Walking. It, in terms of like the emotional reality it's bringing to this fantastic post-apocalyptic world. I mean, the when the Walking Dead was at its height and it was so good and it was the most talked about show on TV besides Game of Thrones. This, I mean, it it was the similar kind of feeling i mean andrew lincoln every week was taking was going to these levels of like this is a real guy dealing with this stuff and pedro pascal is doing the same kind of thing i mean bella ramsey is fantastic as ellie yeah the but acting, mo- the, acting level the most is, recent, is out of this world in this show yeah the most it's... recent episode and what pedro pascal does and the kind of the you know the emotional lengths that he goes to this is a i mean he, he, he you get to some real honest vulnerable you know, parts where parts in this episode where you just empathize with Joel and you, you know, he's, he's faced with these life or death situations and the, how he kind of the exposition feels totally earned, but you are right there with him and you, it's gut wrenching and you can't, I mean, think about the fact that we're talking about a show with, you know, fungus monsters (laughs) and the, you know, and, and you're, 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 you're bonding on a very basic level with this guy who's struggling with whether or not he, I mean, he's fallen in love with this girl and he wants to protect her, but he gets to a point where he's not sure he's actually able to anymore and how that must feel and the reality of that situation. And he plays out right in front of you and Pedro Pascal just totally sells it. And it's, but he, he decides he's going to take the risk. I mean, and life is full of risk and you have to go with any, he, he can't. Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough. I can't, I, I'll, I've obviously, I'm singing a song about this episode cause I just thought it was that good. I, I, uh, agree with all that, but there's, there's sort of like a lack of hope. I guess, I guess the, the hope that we're holding on to is, that, that she's going to get somewhere where they're going to be able to cure this thing. But it, it it's reached a level of like things are so bad that like it would take a very long time to recover from this. Um, oh, and I, I and I don't even think that this it's setting up a premise where this world can be saved. Right. It's and that's whether the or not. <laughs> well, and I don't need this. I don't need this story to be a save the world story. I'm OK right. with the story if it turns out to be. It, it's it's this Joel finds a way to save 
himself or he finds redemption or right. what a, Joel gets to a place where he feels he's not just surviving he's enduring and he's finding a reason to live again and it's not just about continuing to live it's about having reasons to live and I mean that's every I mean it's tropey but every good apocalypse story in my mind does that it's about people what people are pushed to do and then finding some semblance of themselves still exist and their humanity still exists even though they've compromised so much to survive so and it, it, for me the show is working on those levels in you know no, really I mean, really I mean, outstanding ways it was nice to see like a settlement spoilers a little bit it was nice to see like a settlement where people were still surviving i guess and not at each other's throats but it's sort of like just like outside world is so bleak and and um you know there's there's people who are just like living by themselves who who are surviving um I i'm loving but, like but then the you mid- run the I'm... risk of like someone just barking down your door and pointing a gun at your face at any time it's sort yeah. of yeah i'm loving the the kind of the cold wintry midwest setting yeah. i think it's kind of cool i love yeah. that fascinating fascinating christopher are you into it or have you are you yeah, I'm I'm totally into it. Um, I th- I think the the storytelling has been exceptional, and the and the 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 actors at the center of it are like doing everything with the material that it's just a it's a window into humanity and finding purpose and um, and reminder of all those things that make being alive uh great and um set uh with a backdrop of okay we could die at any moment and you know that's it's all these all those movies is no different that's the metaphor for life right so it's uh it's a fascinating um approach but also similar to others but i it's what sets it apart is the storytelling the uh, episode three is one of the best episodes of all time at ever in terms of TV, in my view. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's building to, I think you're exactly right. There's not a lot of hope involved in this tale. Um, but also it's also a, a reminder that save the world level hope does, if that doesn't exist, that um there's always smaller sort of areas of and pieces of hope and Mm. um human a a human life is lived at that micro level versus the macro level of big stories Mm -hmm. um and so this show is doing a great job of focusing on the micro um sprinkling it with the macro in order to sort of remind the uh, uh, the viewer of the environment in which all these people are operating in but i love the fact that it's always focused on the micro so yeah mm-hmm. yep. um yeah like i will say that like hannah commented to me in that the last episode the fifth episode uh was kind of kind of a a pass-through episode like a little bit of a we had to wrap we had to like transition things a little bit we had to like create some drama yeah, it's a bridge. 
it's a bridge. Yeah, it's a bridge to other to 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 the end. And and there's nine episodes in the season. I, I was I looked that up because I was curious of like where are we at? Are we only gonna get six episodes or something? You know, but there's nine, so we still have a four more. You know, interesting. Uh, but but well, yeah, no, it's a good show. The next episode is a fill the gaps in in Ellie's past episode. It looks so, like it. I didn't watch the trailer because, like, Hannah doesn't like watching trailers, so now I don't watch funny. trailers. That's, but that's, I was. Yeah, what's funny? I'm not gonna. I won't comment and spoil anything. But the episode that we're getting next week, I I watched uh, like a behind the scenes or a video about it. The episode that we're getting was a DLC in the game. That put, flushes flushes Ellie's character out a little more. Oh no, kidding! So the episode that we're going to get apparently exists as a DLC in the game, which oh, I, I think is kind of cool. That. That's cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool, right? So we're going to get this like potentially a flashback episode, but it's actually a DLC where you could play as Ellie because apparently the game you only play as Joel. You for the mainline Last of Us Part One, you only play as Joel, and then there's a DLC, I no, guess, where you play. As... That you switch to Ellie in the main game. Is there? Okay, yeah. maybe. Okay, then maybe it was the. Well, I know, and certainly in C and Last of Us Part Two, you play as Ellie and you play as another character. Um, but yeah, you play. Yeah, so that I thought that was a little fun little tidbit is that this episode we're likely to get it exists as a DLC in the game, which is kind of cool. Well, I didn't know how many episodes there were, so Patrick, that's inf- interesting information. The next episode is episode six. Yeah. Right. And then presumably there will be a three-episode final arc. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably. Presumably. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Uh, let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania. Uh, it's. I tweeted I... about it, and I will say this: um, it's not the worst MCU movie, and it's not the best MCU movie. I will watch Paul Rudd read a phone book. So I will disagree. I will not watch Paul Rudd read a phone book. I will read. I will watch Jonathan Majors read a phone book. Yeah, probably that too. He's really good. Paul Rudd's like such a great actor. I think it's just sort of like Paul Rudd's character arc wasn't very good. All the stuff that's like happening in the quantum realm doesn't matter to us. Like I'm, I I, I think we've talked about this a little bit on the before where it's sort of, I don't care about the space and the multiverse and all this other shit. Like I want a ground level superhero where he's dealing with human problems, you know, and, and they, they are up here and I'm, you know, or down there rather, but I, I, I want, I want regular stories again. (laughs) You know, I, 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 I'm, I want them to deal with human villains, you know, um, in, in a human setting. So it, that's my problem with it is like, I, I don't really like this, multiverse storyline that they've decided to go down and it's fine i guess and that's why did you problem. did you hold on but did but, you like it in but, no way home with the spider-man did well, that pay off for you i liked it in that i had nostalgia for those old spider-man movies it, and it was fun exactly it's fun to see them come that's back. my that's but my like, main 
but there's none of that in this. I don't. Get, there's no nostalgia stroking in this because, like, like what are you? What are you doing? Like, uh, so I, I think Jonathan Majors is great. I think that uh, Paul Rudd is great. Eventually, Lily is a crazy person. I think. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, I could watch. I I had such a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer when I was a kid. I still kind of do. Uh, it, it so. I I liked it. It's a very fun movie, but I just don't give a shit about the overall story. I don't care about the plot. I don't care about what they're what direction they're going to. But it was fun to watch. That's it. Christopher, you want to weigh in? Uh I love Star Wars. And this is Marvel's Star Wars movie. Um, more so than any Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I I loved it because of that element of it. Uh, I enjoyed it, I should say. Um, there's not much of an arc for Ant-Man. There's not a whole lot for him to do other than sort of those set pieces that he was in. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the best Marvel movies, they understand that you have to have a compelling villain. I think Majors is super compelling. Um, and I think Kang is super compelling. I think it definitely suffers from the points you're making, Patrick. Mm. Um, which is... They f- they felt, for some reason, they got to keep, keep building on, on the stakes. Um, yeah. The problem... The problem that they've created for themselves though is is that if there's a infinite multiverse there are no stakes yeah yeah <laughs> other yeah. than the villain saying i've seen the end yeah and then they don't hit hard enough this idea that really they t- they tease but you're supposed to believe that he's the villain of the movie this kang is probably correct. Mm. He, the other Kangs who exiled him, <laughs> they, this Kang is, is probably correct that he has seen and he has the answer to prevent the end of existence. Yeah. Yeah. He's not and really, so- yeah. We've seen two versions of Jonathan Majors. Like right. the the Loki version, and then yeah. and then yeah. and they're both doing terrible shit, right? Right. They're, they're right. Bo- but well, but there's worse. There's worse. Oh than no! These I, two. That, <laughs> see, I disagree. I think, um, and I'm, maybe I'm misremembering, but the reason this Kang is exiled is because the other Kangs hate and fear him so much. So he's well, I, I I mean he oh, singularly yeah. is worse. Well, like they fear well, him. It's worse to it's them. Worse, they... worse from what perspective, though? Yeah, exactly. Andrew. Yeah, exactly. you're right. You're right. He's worse from their perspective. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. So my problem with to to go back to Patrick's point, which I agree with, is is that um, my problem is if you have all of the stakes, there's really no stakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a real. Navigating that and fi- and telling compelling stories is only it will all these movies will only be saved by the kick-ass 
uh, writing, the kick-ass. I mean, I, I'm so impressed with the technology and making this movie because never once was I taken out of the suspension of disbelief. I it mean, looked amazing. It looked amazing. It looked great. It looked great. The immersive, the immersive sort of quality of the quantum realm was freaking amazing. It I looked, mean, I, it looked gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. So, all of that, they have perfected all of that. And I think they have an incredible stable of writers that they can tap into who are continuing to write compelling stories set in this universe, and that's great. And Kang is a super interesting um, villain, but I think that it, the problem is the finding human moments in the in the big and small, right? Uh, yeah. The universe, okay. Um, threatens the, the multiverse. Oh, okay. All right. Now, okay, great. Threatens the multiverse. All of us have trouble conceptualizing the multiverse. Um, I thought it was super clever the way they depicted that in the scene where it's all the, it's all the Ant-Mans as ants building the bridge kind of stuff. Yeah. Super fun. Oh, and really cool. Yeah, yeah that's really fun. With, dude, the shot, the shot of like, he's reaching up and and yeah. the wasp is catching him and they're all recombining i was yeah. like this is insane like that that was that was super cool the, yeah. the level the level of character building like all the interesting alien aliens i'm doing in quotes uh all the interesting world stuff weird weird like alice in wonderland wizard of oz crazy shit the alive buildings what the hell right. is that you know right? it's that like cool. like those are cool interesting yeah. fun yeah. ideas in this movie that was but it's it's framed around this not very compelling story you know it's like yeah. uh and it's i love what do you guys think of modok like i think modok is like a joke and he's a joke. It's a, it's a complete joke. He's a joke in the com they don't take joke. him seriously in the comics. I mean, right. people who are like people who are complaining about, you know, they ruined Modoc or they they didn't he's a joke in the comics. Dude, he's, he's a big silly. floating head. He's a big yeah, floating head and he I is think completely that silly. You cannot people, do him seriously. Tiny baby legs. Yes. <laughs> tiny baby legs. You cannot so, do that character seriously he, in any yeah. facet. Like it's yeah. you know. So yeah. But, uh I, it's I almost good. It, yeah, the M the 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 MCU fanboys, much like the Star Wars fanboys, have fallen in love too much with this stuff sometimes, and they can't get to the point where they just accept the fact that you know what, it's going to be a little bit silly. You can't take it so fucking yeah. seriously. It doesn't matter that much. Like, yeah, there's been thirty some out of these movies, but you know what? Just sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes you just watch a movie and you, if you think it's funny or you chuckle at it, that that's enough. Did we like, ever talk about Black Panther? What kind of forever on the show? Yeah, yeah we did. I I put I put I this movie put in the top half. I put this movie in the top half of uh, for, all of the Marvel movies. I would okay. say for fun factor, I like yeah. this movie a lot. I yeah, I might have enjoyed it. Like I, I might have contradicted myself a little bit here is like the second one is pretty fun, but like I don't care to rewatch it. Like this one I would probably rewatch, like having seen this a couple days ago. 
Like I, I want, I would watch it again if it was on Disney Plus. When it comes back to Disney Plus, I definitely watch it again because it's beautiful. It's beautiful yep. and it's fun. So I won't, I won't, I, I don't feel a need to ever rewatch the second Ant Man movie, but I will absolutely rewatch this one. That's 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 there you go. That's true. That's I mean that's what I I would say that I'm phase four. I've kind of said the only movie I've I did a re one rewatch of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and it's better on the second watch for me. I but agree. yeah, I've watched Shang Chi multiple times. Yeah, and it is always it is always good. Always. Uh, that movie, it's a great movie. Yes, that, movie's, that movie's It is fun. a great comic book they origin make, story movie. I think they like I think they've been doing a lot of like building towards multiple like uh well I mean, like, think about like the individual phase... individual movies they need to start combining these characters well i think like... think about phase think about the phase four properties that we've gotten and how many of them you i have rewatched uh wandavision i've rewatched shang chi i've rewatched um uh falcon and the winter soldier mm. and i've rewatched uh um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Did but everything else, I, I have no desire to rewatch Loki. I mean, Loki is Ashton's favorite character, and she might do a rewatch. I don't really care. I, I mean, like, I'm not I like that invested. That's part of the out of the shows from this the Disney Plus Marvel shows. I would think Lo- I think Loki was the best made. I oh. just don't. I mean, and that's the beauty of the MCU. It's gotten so big now that you can have your favorites that right. you will totally invest in and you love and you'll rewatch their shit. But there are certain things where, it's, I mean, I'm uh, legitimately, I'm never going to watch Love and Thunder again. Ever. Oh, yeah. No, that movie does not hold up. I watched that the second time and I, I was like, this is worse than I remember. The astonishing thing about what they've achieved, though, is that there's only a handful probably less than a handful of genuinely bad movies. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Bad. bad. There there might there, be there might be less than 5 that are genuinely yeah. bad. Genuinely bad. Yeah. I think so, Love and Thunder is in that genuinely bad. I, agree. I think I, I think I think Love and Thunder is dead last. I think it's the worst MCU they, movie they I, ever made. I would if you know me, I would rather watch Iron Man 3 over yes. Love and Thunder. Me too. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would too. I watch Iron Man 2. Over oh, yeah. oh, Love yeah. and Thunder. I, I, I kind of have a soft spot for Iron Man 2. But... Iron Man 2 is good. What are you talking the, about? The, 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 oh, well, it's okay. But the, the scene on the racetrack in Iron Man 2 is so dope. Like So dope. Yeah, in Monaco, he, he it's so up, fun. He picks up the, the, the armor. Dude, the, yeah, what he, the, the suitcase, suitcase armor, armor is, is that suit so, up is so awesome. And then he kicks it's still the, the car. Best. It's, so, it's still the best. Like, it's oh, the best suit up. It is that, the best suit up in all of Iron Man suit ups. Yeah, yeah. Is agree, the suitcase yeah. suit up? That, anyway, suit, yeah, to my up. point. To yeah. my point. So this is, yeah. I mean, again, I think this this Ant Man movie is absolutely in the top half. And uh, right, and I hundred percent. Marvel has created this universe that is tons of compelling characters and stories and. Um, yeah. You know, I trust them to keep. I mean, they have hits and misses, but their misses aren't. I am there every single. I am. I am there every single Thursday to watch the movie. Uh, I'm. I'm. It's a foregone conclusion. I will. I will go to every single Marvel release. I just will. I. I. I, Am I the only one who is disappointed there was no Michael Pena in this movie? 
No, you're not the only one. I was I disappointed. Was, yeah. I, I we're talking about that. Kira and I went to the movie, and she looked it up ahead of time, and she said, I'm sorry to say, Dad, I don't know if you know, but Pena's not in this movie. And I'm like, oh, I, damn. I wanted the the stinger at the end to be Michael Pena telling a story to someone. Yes. I, yes. I wanted that to be the, the post credit scene. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not been. in the whole movie, and then he's just... And Rudd tells him. Rudd tells him the story, yes. and then Payne's telling the story in an to art someone gallery. Else. Yes, to someone else. I wanted that. Like, yeah. let me tell you a story about Scott. He goes to the multiverse. He goes trick, 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 trick. Like, I want that. Why is that yes. not a thing? They should have done that. Yes. You're right. They should have. So, um, okay. Well, any final yeah. thoughts about Ant Man? We got. We're, we're reaching the hour mark here, so. I'm uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang is the best part. I mean, yep. he's the really best part. Good. He's really good. Really? He's good. He's so uh, good in everything. He's really good in in a in a a group of really good actors. And yes. so uh, that's, he is that's the, saying I, something. Yeah. Have you guys have, have you guys seen the movie Devotion? Um, I have. I went and wa- I went and watched it. I so. I liked it. I thought it was. I good. liked it too. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a slow burn. It's more character yes. than I expected. It's not a war movie well, until like the last twenty minutes. It's, but it is it's, it's a, a true good. Story. That's it's, why it's yeah, a true story it's, about a real guy. So once it's, you go, it's a really that, solid I movie. In Lovecraft Country, but man, oh that's my god, cool. hard to watch. Oh yes. yeah, the last the last part of that season was almost impossible to watch. So yeah, wow. But why do, I, why do you say it was impossible to watch? Why do you go to that extreme? Because it was, it wasn't going anywhere, and it sort yeah, of dra- it dragged. And I'm with got- I'm with you there. Yeah, when you just when you say that, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, do you have trivia, oh, Andrew? I don't have trivia, but I will highlight the fact that uh, the next season of uh, Formula One Drive to Survive releases this weekend. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I love that shit. I'm so sucked in. I am. I am a devotee. We have nine, we have nine days until Mandalorian season three. I oh, I also like to talk about just briefly. I watched Legend of Vox Machina season two, which is very Dungeons and Dragons. We are working our way through that, uh, dude. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. I love Vox Machina. And that, that's on joke. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Prime. 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 Okay. Prime. You got my Prime, bro. Watch my watch. watch I got your Prime. I got your Prime. Uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta finish good. a couple things on Prime actually. And yeah. and and they and they announced uh, the Mighty Nine for Prime too because these these cartoons that Critical Role's been making have been so popular. Um, so that they're oh. gonna have more animated Dungeons and Dragons shit. And we we didn't really talk about the whole Dungeons and Dragons uh, shooting themselves in the foot over the OGL. Maybe we'll save that for next time. Um, but, uh, the other update I want to, uh, provide to you and our listeners is I have received delivery of Frosthaven. Yeah. Yes. When do you, when do you and Sean begin your, begin your long distance play? Sean has also received his delivery of Frosthaven. And so, um, our schedules are busy uh, I haven't even had an opportunity to crack open you, the box to read. The you guys rules. need to set up webcams and Discord stream this, and I want to watch and like talk to you guys and like have like a 
like an experience of you guys playing this and fun. watching yeah. you and talking yeah. to you about it. I, you should set this up so people can, so I can watch you and like interact with you. And we'll like sit, I'll sit and have a couple beers and watch you guys play and, and talk okay. shit. I want to do that too. Can we, we we'll make this a four? I'll have to pick your brain, Patrick, about the right. How do I set that up so that I, I, that'd I can. Be so, I think that'd be well, so fun for I, me. If I'm on the thing, then I could, I could just record it and then, or do you want me to stream it? Like well, Twitch. I yeah, have our. Have I have. I. I can stream what we're doing right now in OBS to Twitch. So. So I would just need to. I would just need to ha- get video to, that you could join. Well, we could. Uh, we could yeah. do Discord. Discord, absolutely. Yeah, we could just do <laughs> what we're doing right now, and then we'll set it up, to be, your main camera, or whatever. So I would just have to figure out the camera and how to connect it. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's we, not, we it's could, not we, a wireless camera. We could, we could talk, we could talk off air, but like we, it, you could download the stuff and then set up your own. Uh, and then you can, you can, you could, I mean, you, I am in need of a new laptop, so maybe that's the way to go. Well, and you, you could, go. you could also, you could stream it from your phone too, dude. You could FaceTime it or you could download the discord app on your phone and video know. from the discord app on your phone. I could do that, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. the field of view on that wouldn't be great. Not very I mean, good. Yeah. put it on a tripod or something. Your your qual the camera quality on your phone is probably is really good. So I, what I would want to do is I think suspend it over the map, over the yeah. board. Yeah, that could be fun. All these ideas. Yeah, we I should mean, talk, Patrick. Let's talk through that because I I think that would be fun. I am going to record myself in some unboxing, so, so you'll so, see all that. So I, I want to, yeah, start- definitely. I have this thing for my for my terrain building to set up my phone and iPad, and it yeah. you know has a stretchy part that you can put your phone in, and then you just set it on, and it's got a tripod shoe. And Where, you, just okay. slap, you just slap it in your thing, and then it's and then you plug in your phone, and then you set it up for video, and you can put it wherever oh, this, you want. This is you put this would above, be so fun. You put it above. You can put it right, like we'll on a tripod. Tra- I, I'm traveling this weekend, but we'll troubleshoot that next week. Oh, you, got, you guys are in you guys are in Oregon, right? Correct. Cool. Oregon, my my old stomping grounds. Love it. We are going to we're going to Oregon to uh, take a look at an art school and visit friends. So for uh, that's amazing. Is it in uh, Portland, Corvallis, Eugene? Where where's the school? Portland. Portland. Nice. Cool. P- P- huh? Your PNCA, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. Cool. It's downtown awesome. Portland near a couple it's like walking distance from uh, powell's books and it's it's beautiful it's a great campus and uh oh i i had a friend who went there and it's a it's a great school so yeah um, so we're, uh, fun. we're is that uh, where friend of, is that where friend of the podcast um shane went no no oh, okay he, he, he went to uh art institute oh okay cool you know, in portland awesome so, yeah all right boys all right uh oh let me let me sign out uh thank you for listening uh so you could email the podcast uh brothers geek podcast at, at gmail.com uh brothers geek.com brothers underscore geek at twitter uh brothers geek do stuff on instagram brothers geek schmaltz on youtube you can see our faces while you do this we're on spotify we're on itunes leave us a review please um we're all cute so you could watch that youtube and see our faces and realize that we're varying degrees of cute the younger 
younger brothers are definitely cute. I am not cute. <laughs> Lies. You're, you're, Lies. You're, 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 you're salt and pepper. You're salt and pepper distinguished right. is what you That's are. Right. Just, just distinguished. Distinguished. Uh, good talk, brothers. Uh, we're out. Bye now. Bye now.